Welcome to the Korean American Parenting Podcast, where we share the idiosyncrasies, struggles, joys, and pains of being a Korean American parent, not just Korean or American, navigating the unique cross cultural challenges of parenthood. I'm Jerry. And I'm Jang. Join us each week as we chat with fellow parents and parenting experts about topics like academics, health, both physical and mental, and culture. And of course, how current events such as COVID has impacted all our lives in numerous ways. Our hope is that through these conversations, we'll grow together as confident Korean American parents raising confident Korean American children. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Korean American Parenting. And be sure to share this with a fellow parent if you find the show helpful. Thanks again for tuning in. And here now is this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Korean American Parenting. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. Um, you are listening to us right in the smack middle of December as we get ready for Christmas. Um, there is some good news. Vaccines are here. We've been really delighted. At least I have been delighted to see it on the news of um, our first responders and healthcare workers getting access to the vaccines. It is not a fix at all, but at least it is bringing us a little bit of hope. Also, the Electoral College voted yesterday. So Biden won for the 50th time. And so hopefully we can put the past behind us and move towards a more sane, safe and, you know, just a happy place for all of us. Um, it's, it's been a challenging year um, for all of us and all of our families. It's been more challenging at home as we are having to um, rewrite the rules of what family dynamics are. And for myself and for my fellow guests today who we're all in business for ourselves in one way, shape, or form. It's really brought additional challenges, but also some, you know, happy moments of being a entrepreneur working out of our home. Um, and so um, today, it's an exciting time to share this episode with two of my really good friends, Nathan Nowak and Young Kim. And we're going to talk about some dad stuff. So uh, moms out there, I don't know if you want to suggest or force or however it works in your household, the dudes to listen. We hope we share some good nuggets of wisdom. We hope we don't get you in trouble. Um, but uh, for the remainder of the episode, I'm going to do my best to sit back and act as a guest and hand the show over to my wonderful co-host, Jang. Thank you. So um, this is the first episode where I'm going to be the host and Jerry will be a guest, <laughs> uh, one of the guests. So we have three dads here today. Um, we're going to talk a lot about what it feels to be a dad, um, a Korean American dad. And um, we're going to talk a lot about the lights and struggles. So I, first of all, I want to um, um, have all our speakers uh, introduce themselves. Um, here we do have Jerry and and Nathan and Young. Um, why don't we st start with Young and then end with Jerry? So um, Young, um, if you can introduce yourself, that would be really great. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Young Kim. Um, I am a Korean American dad. Um, I run a food business. And like Jerry said, I um, have a pretty flexible schedule. I have a wonderful wife, Janice, and I have three kids, um, Olive, who is a uh, four, Cleo, that's three, and Rocky, who's just turned one. Um, and the thing is, I have four kids in five years of marriage. So, I mean, three kids, <laughs> three kids, <laughs> three kids in, in, in four years of marriage. And so, um, three kids in four years of marriage. So, uh, oh. it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. And, um, yeah, I never really thought too much about, like, 
the Korean American side of things. I just was busy being a dad, but it's good to kind of just pause and just, uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys about like, you know, where your thoughts are. And, um, cause I was a, a huge proponent of Korean Americans and Asian Americans growing up in my twenties and thirties. I was in a Korean American rock band with four other Korean dudes. Um, I'm in a, a field where I'm representing Korean American foods. So identity is very important to me. Um, and just make sure that I, I present a very unique and, um, an honest portrayal of myself and our, and our identity is very important to me. So I'm um, just excited to see what you guys' perspectives are on, on parenting. And um, yeah, thank you guys for having us. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, just to add, uh, I think Young was um, so humble to not uh, introduce himself, but he is also uh, one half of Soul Sausage. Um, I haven't had it yet, so I'm going to have to order it, but I hear it's really great. Um, and so um, that's his uh, business. So next is Nathan. Uh, since uh, Nathan is Janchi um, Show co-host, um, and I'm going to let Nathan also introduce himself. Hi, yeah. I'm Nathan Nowak. I live out here in uh, Orange County. I'm a photographer by profession, but uh, during the COVID times, I became a podcaster. So we, we host a Korean uh, American adoptee podcast. And uh, so I am actually a Korean adoptee. Um, so you'll get to get some of that side of things as much as we are going to talk about, I guess, Korean American side of things. It'll also be a Korean American adoptee side of things because I, I had a different upbringing, I think, than uh, um, than a lot. But uh, I'm, uh, I have three kids, uh, also four, two, and uh, one who's uh, 11 months old. And uh, my wife uh, is also working. She's a nurse. So she's always pretty busy. So I, I pretty much am the stay-at-home dad when I'm not working. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So. Okay. And lastly, and least importantly. <laughs> least, least importantly. <laughs> um, um, Jerry. <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, I guess if you haven't listened to our first episodes, um, it's, we, we should actually introduce ourselves every show. So my name is Jerry. Uh, we currently live uh, in a suburb of Los Angeles. Um, I'm a father of two. Jacob just turned four over the weekend, and Charlotte will be two very soon. Um, I am a, uh, a corporate person turned entrepreneur, um, sort of by choice, sort of not by choice, but now we run a number of podcast businesses um, under Just Like Media, uh, we run this show. We run Nathan's Chanchi show. Um, ironically, or I guess rightfully so, we're working on something with Young and his brother. And we produce shows for other clients. And, um, you know, I really believe in the power of storytelling for all of us. Um, fundamentally, I think it's important that we all share our stories. Uh, many of us were raised to believe that our stories don't matter or that we don't have a right to share it. So um, we're all home. We got microphones. We got the Internet. So that's what we want to do. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I, I was born in Korea, came here when I was eight um, and have been lucky enough to live in different parts of America. So, um, yeah, happy to talk about what fatherhood means to me and to us and um, any, anything that we can help, you know, bridge the gap for all the other dads out there. Thank you. Should we bring some soju? Open up soju bottle now? It's ten thirty. Um, I have some. If, oh, yeah. if, if we think the secret of parenting meetings for a few hours. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the soldier company should sponsor this show. This is the oh. most 
Yeah, we, we're the <laughs> ones that need to drink the most. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had those flavors soju yet, so there Ooh. you go. Um, I'll throw some in a box this week. <laughs> there you go. Free service for you. <laughs> but thank you for coming. Um, I think this is actually a very unique episode because um, we have Dad's point of view. Um, uh, I don't necessarily get to hear a lot about that. Um, but I, I want to start with kind of... Um, what we've been doing this year uh, with COVID, um, I, you know, we just mentioned that all three of the dads have been home a lot this year. Tell me a little bit about your home situation right now. <laughs> like, you know, you have uh, young children, multiple young children, and are they home? Or who's taking care of them? Are you home most of the time? And how? What? What? What is your work situation? Because I've been home, I, I'm used to working at home as a photographer. I, I usually worked on weekends, and then I would stay home editing on a computer. So being at home with my kids was something that I kind of was used to. Um, <clears throat> it just got a little more, I guess, busy with uh, trying to do other things to make up for the lack of the photography on the weekends. And so that's where, you know, the John Chi Show and some other uh, um, uh ventures came into play. I, with the kids, my wife didn't go back to work until recently. And being a nurse, she was a little bit, uh, had two choices of what she could do. She could either work a lot more, um, full time, or she could choose a kind of a per diem job and find something that was less, um, just like a schedule, a little more scheduled. So something like three days a week or something. And that's what she found. And, uh, so when she went back to work, we started, um, having to discuss how much time I wanted to be daddy daycare and uh, how much, uh, help I needed. And so instead of doing uh, daycare, which we did for a little bit during the summer, we took them out uh, and we actually have a nanny who comes and she's, well, she's been with us for a while um, and she's been great. And then as my wife's schedule changed and my schedule got more involved in, in doing things in the evening, we had to get actually a second nanny. So we have one nanny that comes in the morning and then a second nanny that kind of comes for the evening overlap until my wife gets home. And that's been helping us tremendously, uh, allowing me to be able to do my own projects and, uh, and, and have some sanity. <laughs> a lot of juggling. It start. is though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How about you young? Uh, okay, so in the beginning of COVID, it was great because I got to spend a lot of time with my daughters. They're at the really fun toddler age. Um, but with me, like I just, um, I just really craved the balance of things. Um, I luckily had uh, an amazing uh, in-laws and my parents. Um, so we have a really good support system. Um, and you know the whole like it takes a village to raise a kid. It's so 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 true this year um and so i've been fortunate to have like a support staff that could kind of take care of the kids so you know it gives me a little bit more free time and my wife to um, make sure our work and stuff is being taken care of because um the restaurant industry is usually pretty grueling and we've had a couple restaurants but now they all closed and um we've had to pivot our business a lot um you know which is good because you know you, you're at home and you could do a lot of stuff at home and now our our business is geared towards online and shipping so um not as like you don't have to go to the restaurant all the time um but yeah but the biggest thing for me is just just having that good balance because i think a lot of parents realize these days how important school and teachers are for their mental well-being and um and so for me that was just kind of like the main thing is just making sure that there's a good balance between you know family time work time um you know uh 
and then just making sure that we uh, take care of our in-laws and, you know, um, because they've been, I mean, I, we don't know, I don't know what would have, I would have done without them. Um, so I've, I've just been very fortunate, but I just, I know that it's been tough for a lot of uh, families that don't have a support system and that don't have, um, you know, nannies or whatnot. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, we're realizing how important school and teachers and all those things are for ch- children's growth, you know, because I could, I could see a lot of like people just point their hair out and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's been um, a difficult year, especially yeah. if you don't have the village, right? And yeah. and it's it's quite fortunate that all three of you are actually able to work from home because a lot of parents who do have to go out, like they, they're, you know, really kind of scrimmaging for daycare or uh, child care. How about you, Jerry? So I, I think all three of us are extremely lucky that we have additional support at home. Um, and so, you know, this is, not to say anything, I guess I want to preface it with, we, we realize our privilege and we realize how lucky we are to have the situations that we have. There are couples and families for whom both have corporate jobs who work from home, which present different challenges. At least for my wife, Kyungwa, you know, she has a job that still she has to go to, you know, she works 12 hour shifts from time to time, or I guess, you know, regularly. Um, so like, you know, it all has different challenges, but at least her being able to physically leave home, I think, actually makes the situation of, of managing children a little bit better um, so she can focus on work when she's not here. Um, her sister lives with us and has lived with, has lived with us uh, for the last few years. And so um, all three of us work. Um, you know, I work at home. Uh, Sawa also works outside the home. Um, but we're able to manage and juggle the three of our schedules so that somebody is always home and able to tend to the two kids. Um, you know, my parents are not so far away, but given all the things that we want to do to keep people safe, um, particularly because both of the girls uh, here work outside the home, uh, we can't even rely on that, right? And so that is also a, a point of frustration. Jacob's school is back open, but we have opted to keep him here. So, you know, all the things that I think we maybe not took for granted, but that was a part of our normal, you know, childcare options have all gone. And so... um I don't know. Um, I don't know how long, much longer this is going to last. But uh, yeah, that's sort of been our situation. And uh, we rotate and we try to minimize one person being at home with both kids, um, you know, as as much as we can, because that sucks. <laughs> to, to 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 juggle both kids all at once all by all by oneself I mean, especially especially like putting them to sleep you know because you got a bath time and they go to sleep at different times and you know well i mean uh, these two dads have three each so how do you do juggle that i mean i want to know because i only have one <laughs> i can't say anything i got two <laughs> someone takes two and someone takes one and hopefully the one who has the one goes to bed quickly enough that the other person can go help <laughs> the one with the two yeah, how do you do that young thank god for the age difference because our girls mm-hmm. they play with each other now and so yeah. and they could you know they're potty trained and everything and so like 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 nathan said like usually mom has a baby and then i have the girls and then so like when she needs like just to be alone with the baby i'll take the girls to like a park or something away and mm-hmm. make it work you know it's um it's 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 pretty crazy i mean like yeah I, I i don't know i mean i guess this is a new normal now right but like just being at home all day sometimes it's uh it's it drives you crazy you know i mean like there's moments where i'm sure like, like you want like just a piece and so you go take a long poo 
I have a question about that because this is this is a big topic among moms that mm-hmm. do men usually just take that long to, in being in the bathroom or are they hiding? <laughs> Guilty. (laughs) I I agree that there is some moment of bathroom time that is just relaxing (laughs) and knowing that no one is going to bug you for a little while and then you can just relax (laughs) and, and not feel too rushed. But when I'm home alone, I feel rushed. So there's times when I'm actually by myself with all three kids, no nanny, no wife. And that happens at least a couple times a week. And, uh, that is pretty much just, you try to do it as, as much as fast as possible and get back out or you, or you leave the door open, which is a whole nother story. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess my question to that is like, you know, if I, I try to, I mean, I'm guilty of like trying to like look at my phone in my mm-hmm. bathroom. Um, but I have intruder. <laughs> she, she'll intrude. Yeah. But apparently not with that. <laughs> no, they do. I, I get knocks on the door and, and things like that. Or they slide mm-hmm. things under the door. <laughs> Little notes. Maybe <laughs> you, Nathan, I'm sure with all you guys, like, um, I mean, just having a lot of kids, you, you have to embrace the crazy, right? You have to embrace it. And I think, um, you know, me and my wife, when we were dating, we both wanted big families. And um, and then here we are, right? So you just kind of have to deal with it. I mean, you can't complain about it at all but because it's what you signed up for. But, yeah, it's just really interesting times right now. You know, you're just – there's no, like, boundaries. There's no – you know, it's just like everybody's just, like, <laughs> we're all up on each other's faces and – you gotta enjoy, you gotta enjoy that and like because I'm sure like like two three years down the line you're gonna say wow those are some crazy times and like this is gonna be the moment that people remember like even like um, my oldest two they they know what's going on they they know about Corona they always wash their hands afterwards they're you know they're they're aware of what's going on but they don't know the obviously the magnitude of everything but um, it's gonna be very interesting to look back on and and like you know like the Korean saying it's like causing like you know all those you know like those like those you have to struggle to have like the best moments and um, this is going to be like our struggle so i'm just kind of trying to see it as a positive light but like i said for me the the big thing is just just trying to find balance with everything right um you know like and i just keep going to that because i think that's what's going to eventually make us the happiest is like if, if you're if you live a balanced life you know yeah, no, I agree with about, about the balance. Um, it's and the balance always changes, you know, day to day, month to month, and I think that's um, what the parenting parenthood is about: trying to be flexible and be grateful. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you um, you wanted big family, um, so now that you have big family, once you had children, like were there things that surprised you? Um, and were I mean. What 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 were your expectations on becoming father, and has it been a similar to what you expected <laughs> from the beginning? Um, I don't know. I just I, I haven't really had time to think about that. I just deal with it, you know. <laughs> just um, like I said, like uh, things happen really fast because we were pregnant with our first child um, during our um, engagement period. So we yeah, so we had an accelerated path. We were. Um, you know, like we didn't even have time to enjoy our, our marriage and then the first kid popped out. Um, so it's just right when we got married, we just got thrust into this parenting role. And um, I think luckily we both knew that we wanted to be in that role. So, you know, for us, we're, we, we, we love it. You know, I, I come from a family with um, just me, my dad, my mom and my brother in America. That's it. 
there's no other family in America. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, every holiday was just us four. And I always wanted a big family when I, when I grew up. So, um, so it was kind of happening and, you know, and I'm, and I'm loving every, every part of it. Do you want more kids? No. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't even go near my wife anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't talk to her. Because <laughs> <laughs> you say big family, but I, I know people, you know, who say big family is five or seven kids, and oh, that oh, that oh. baffles me when when people tell me that they're you know one of seven or they have they have that many kids. I uh, I think it's uh, something that. Everything has their challenges. Even one child has a challenge, uh, as Jang said. Yeah, you're, you're like, okay, one child's doing this, and it's a challenge. And then you get two children, and you're like, well, it's a different challenge, but you still, there's more challenges. It's just they're different sometimes. And then same thing, three. But when I got to three, I'm like, okay, I can't even imagine what the challenges are with four, five, six, or seven. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at that I mean, point, you're just hoping that all the older kids are self-sufficient. <laughs> so. I mean, my, my thing with, I mean, I want more kids, but I feel like a part of me is like, I can't love them more. Like, if I have more kids, I can't love that for equally. Because I have a hard time even, like, with three. It's like, how, I like there's jealousy between the first and the second. It's like, oh, oh yeah. You don't hold me. And like, and I'm like, Oh my God. Like imagine if there's like four or five girls that saying, daddy, 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 how can you know? It's like, so like, yeah. that's what it means. Like, I'm just like, you just got to grow more arms. <laughs> I, tell them, I said, does daddy look like he has four arms? Does daddy have four arms? Does daddy have four arms? I, I consider myself a possum sometimes at home because they'll, they'll just all jump on me and I'll have to carry them at the same time. Even this morning, I was carrying the baby downstairs and my middle kid was like, I want to be carried downstairs. And uh -huh. I can't carry both. So I had to go down, put the baby down, walk back up to the top of the stairs, pick him up and then bring him down. And, you know, I, it's it is. It's challenging. I wish I had. I wish I did have more arms, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Octopus, you have it right. How's the, how's the dynamic between a girl and a, and a boy? Like, even like two years spaced apart. Are they good friends? Do they get along? At the moment, yeah. They're. I mean, I definitely feel both my boys are very affectionate toward the, uh, my daughter. They they understand. They see about the whole um, be be delicate, be um, gentle with her. They know she's a baby. They they take things away when they see her grabbing onto something that she shouldn't, like a sticker. And they mm -hmm. know that they take it away so that she doesn't eat it. Um, the middle child, I mean, he's two, so he almost three, but he still he doesn't do that all the time. He just yells. He goes. He'll just scream at the top of his lungs that the baby is getting ready to do something bad. <laughs> and so at least he's a warning for me to run back in the room and go what what what's going to happen and you know baby might be climbing something or and so he's he knows uh but yeah they've been very good about uh um taking care of her those of course there's a few things that they don't do which is like you know when the baby's sleeping they're very loud still or they yell or scream or bang pots and things like that and so those are the little things that that, that we're still working on but <laughs> oh, so they're very protective of their little Girl, yeah, I've heard yeah. That. yeah, I've heard older brothers mm. sometimes grow up with that that feeling of protecting their little sister, and I, I can only see that that grows down the road when they're in their teen years or something, and they're like little bodyguards for her. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. How about yeah. your your two girls? Are they protective of the baby boy? Um, yeah, Olive is the, the older one is for sure, but the, like the Cleo right now, she just pushes him and knocks her down. Like he doesn't give, she doesn't really care about him too much. Um, 
but you know that's that's another story she's like 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 i said like the dynamics between three kids is it's crazy because um like there's alliances already forming and like Mm -hmm. the middle one is kind of like like what the hell like why are you two against me and um you know it's very fascinating you know and i'm just I'm like kind of dreading the future fights that they're going to be having. I'm, the girls are just at each other. They're only a year apart, so they're they're going to be at each other's throats. So it's going to be exciting. And, uh, yeah, my boys are already fighting a lot as well. well. Yeah. How, how about you, Jerry? You have a boy and a girl, so um, do they fight Even too? It's, yeah, with with two, it's fascinating because there are times when Jacob uh, is, is miserable to Charlotte, like taking stuff out of her hands or whatever. But then there are also uh, this. I don't. This has, doesn't happen every day, but um, he makes a barricade between me and Charlotte. If I, if he knows that I want to go get her to brush her teeth or put her to nap or to put her to sleep, he goes, "No, Charlotte, go!" And then like <laughs> stalls and lags so she can make a run for it. And so like they have that bond of like you know I'm bigger than you, so I'm going to try to block Appa while you can run. <laughs> the first time it happened, I was like, holy crap, like, you're three. They're conspiring like, against you already. Yeah, you're like, you know, tag teaming against mom and dad already, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, but they're, you know, they're they're separate enough. They're two and change enough. Um, and so, like, there is a different dynamic there. Um, but he, you know, but I think, you know, she was a baby and, like, he remembers her being born. So I think that, you know, uh, brotherly protection or that sibling protection we've been we've been you know putting that into their heads since day one right like you have to be nice to the baby you can't hit the baby you know and so um i'm I'm sure they'll fight you know but and i, I think you know that's something that i'm really blessed about and and jang you know i think it'd be interesting to get your take on the additional challenges of having just a single child right now because you know that's something that we talk about often like how would this have been different had we just had one where the mom or the dad hundred percent of the day has to be, you know, physically present, emotionally present. And, you know, they don't have each other to lean on as, as much as they may fight. Um, and so, you know, so somebody told me that from going from one to two, you're going to, uh, you know, two to one ratio goes to one to one ratio. And then when you go to two to two children to three children, now you're on a zone defense system because you're very, you know, you're, you're outnumbered. outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right, Jerry. Like, um, I have one and I've, um, chosen to have one. Um, it was choice. Um, but it does have a lot of challenges because especially COVID, because we, we did pull her out of school. She loves school, but, um, we live in the rural Washington and the numbers are not so great. Um, so, it's very needy emotionally. Um, so one of the parents have to be the play date <laughs> at all times. Um, and it can get very, very um, exhausting. So we, uh, yeah, um, my husband and I tried to kind of uh, text him, at, uh, our child. Uh, we also, um, I think... Because she is an only child, I think there's a little bit more of uh, dependence. So she doesn't necessarily, and it's our personality too. She doesn't really necessarily want to be independent. So we have to push her. Um, um, and I think 
we had a um, sibling come over like last year um, and sh- and those two kids started fighting and it was like a shocker for my child. <laughs> she's never seen other children like fist fight, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so she's, she's very sensitive to that and I'm trying to um, kind of introduce her to other, uh, those kind of things that it's normal that um, some people have arguments, some people sometimes fight and things like that, that um, a lot of your children learn by experience and um, she doesn't get to do that. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think, um, like, the big thing for my kids is, like, socializing. And because right yeah. now, they've been so cooped up inside. So, like, how are you guys dealing with, um, like, I mean, obviously, Jacob and uh, Charlotte, they play with each other. But, like, have they, they haven't really gone out in the outside world and play with kids and stuff, right? So, we have, we, we live in a community where um, a couple of his friends from uh, preschool live in the same community. So they ride scooters and obviously, obviously everything outside, but it, it took us a few months to actually even be okay with that while we were trying to learn and figure out what the virus was and wasn't and what our comfort level was. But, you know, we often hear, and it's not binary, right? Like it's somewhere in the gray, but like physical health is just as important as some of the mental health, especially for kids being stuck at home. So, um, you know, we made the decision as a family to let Jacob go outside and ride a scooter um, run around, you know, masks on, masks on, of course, um, you know, they've gotten used to it and they're okay with it. They understand why they need to do it. Um, but even that, you know, just running around and, um, and I think we used to be obsessed, like, you know, kids share toys or they want to ride somebody else's bicycle. Like, you know, I was, I was a Clorox guy, like chasing after everybody and be like, give me your hands, let me wipe down everything you touch. And like, you know, we're not as obsessed over that anymore because I think we've learned that it's more, you know, aerial versus, you know, through through surface touch. But still, we're being very mindful. Like, you know, uh, I think it sucks that it gets darker now. So, like, the opportunity for parents who work at home, like, we've lost, like, three hours of playtime outside. Yeah. And so we're trying to be a little bit more mindful and, and you know, go out during the day. Um, you know, we just had his birthday and he went through this, like, you know, I didn't get to see my friends thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, that sucked. Um, you know, but like drive by stuff, um, you know, uh, mostly, yeah, all outside, like meet in the cul-de-sac, meet in the driveway or, you know, take a walk. Um, we did a, you stay in your cart and I'll put, pull you and friends, dad pulls her cart and like, you know, just see them like, or, or playing in driveways. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but I think that's, you know, we've gotten comfortable at least to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and we all see, um, yeah, so I, I don't know, that's as far as we've been comfortable now, um, as, as we move forward, um, it's colder, but vaccines, I have no idea, you know. Um, you know, uh, one thing that I'm um, really curious, because I think, um, as we can tell, that all three of you are very, have highly very involved in like your children's lives and kind of um, took on the fatherhood, but um, the, the being the mom, only mom here. Um, in terms of like motherhood, there's a lot of different um, resources and groups um, that I'm part of, and you know a lot of um, networks that I re- really rely on in terms of being a mom and how to get information, how to get support. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know a lot of the network like that for fathers, and um, 
are there things that you do to network with other fathers or, or are you just kind of an island by yourself and how does that feel? Because, uh, you know, my husband is a stay-at-home dad um, for the past two years. Um, he doesn't necessarily have that network. Um, he sometimes talks to his friends that do have children, but, not, you know, um, so h- how do you navigate that or, or do you have a support uh, like that? And um, if not, or if so, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, um, funnily enough, I am part of uh, this mastermind group with a bunch of other Korean American dads here in uh, the Glendale, La Crescenta area. And um, it's seven members. And, um, you know, I think mastermind sort of as a corporate thing where um, executives would gather together and share ideas, just non judgmental, non political, just to help each other out, um, present ideas, and share their networks and their resources and just emotional support. Um, and there was nothing like that I've heard of for like Korean American dads. So when I got invited to one a couple years ago, cause like one of the guys knew that I was uh, moving to Glendale in, in that area. Um, he invited me and uh, I was like, what is this? Like Korean American dads meeting. I thought it was a joke. Um, but I went and everybody just kind of opened up and we just started talking about the issues that confronted um, just new Korean American dads. Um, there's seven dads and there's 17 kids amongst all of us. So wow. there's a lot of experiences that these dads have gone through. And um, I guess a lot of them, you know, they felt a lot of loneliness. And so they kind of banded together and um, three started off with the three people, three dads. And then, and I think I was a seventh member, but it's been Im- incredibly amazing for me because um, I'm a typical Korean dude. I mean, I have, you know, I go, you know, before COVID we'd go, you know, and go drink and have, you know, let out stress that way, but you never really talk and verbalize your feelings and what you're feeling. And, um, some of the stuff that you're going through. I mean, when you're going through from a, a singles 20 guy to marriage and kids, it's a big transformation, you know, mentally, emotionally, and you don't really like verbalize those things and talk about it. And so like, sometimes you just kind of suppress it in the back of your mind, but these, all these dads just really opened up and talked about these are the things I'm going through. These are my issues with my kids, my wife, um, my families. Like, right. That's like a big thing with your in-laws. That's like a big thing. Like, um, just with careers. And so we just let it all out. And it's just very judgment, judgmental time where everybody just goes around and shares, um, what they're going through. And so it has been pretty life changing. Um, we meet every other month, um, before it was in real person, but now we do it over zoom and, um, you know, once uh, every other week, we'll, every other uh, session, we'll have like a guest speaker come and they'll talk about, you know, their experiences. And, and by the end of that, that session, that guest will want to be a part of this mastermind group because it's, just oh, yeah. fun, you know, like just dads talking about dad stuff. That's very rare in like the current American community, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I want to give a shout out to, uh, PK, um, I'm sure he knows PK, but he's uh, the collaboration founder. He's a comedian. He's, um, and he got me into his mastermind group. And um, there's, like I said, there's seven dads. Um, Wait, so, so I guess, let me get this straight. So is, is there's only one group or are there other groups that are available yeah, outside create, of LA? Yeah. So like, it's just, it's um, everybody creates their own little hub and um, you know, like, he started it because um, we were all living in the same area and we're all Korean American and we all had kids. So we all have things in common. We share the same struggles and we have the same kind of experiences. So 
it just um, it's really beneficial, you know. And um, I, I've opened up more in that group than to some of my closest friends, even. So yeah, I mean, that sounds amazing. Like yeah. that, um, having that group support. Um, I think that um, you know that's hard to find um, in general, and then for specifically Korean American dads, I, um, and to make those Korean American men talk, <laughs> I think that's, that's very. It's like it's like very it's like a paradox, right? Like Korean Americans talking about feelings and um, that is right. It's like the the last thing you'll ever think about. And when I got invited, that's what I thought too. But. Um, to, to all the people listening, you guys, whether you you know you don't know about it, read about what mastermind is. Um, I don't think we follow the exact format of how a mastermind group is structured, but getting two three people dads together and just kind of just just letting things out and just being open and non judgmental. I think that's the hardest thing is like Korean Koreans are very judgment judgment judgmental and they like they're always just comparing and judging and you know our moms kind of set a really crazy standard um but guys i mean like there's it's just very there's just so much rewards of just having just that group um that i didn't realize until i was in it and so yeah i'm not the best person to talk about this because i was like the last person to join but the effects of it has been just so great that i mean like it's just worth sharing you know i want to share it to the world that this is sure. mental health yeah everybody should start their own you know and um you know, you can start off with like two, three dads and just, you know, just talk about stuff because it's like, you know, it's like as a dad, you go through different things than like a normal singles guy would go through, you know? And, um, you know, you kind of like, you end up hanging out with more dads and that's just the way life evolves, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I think it's a, like a, di- a different group that you uh, kind of get, um, go into like the dad group um um and even in new york city when we were uh, visiting with our toddler like we're just walking down the street and like another guy like comes uh, you know walking our way with a stroller and like my husband and he are like exchanging eye contact i'm like what are you doing (laughs) what is is going on right but it happens You mean in a bad way, or was it a, 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 a good? No, like they're just like, oh, you're that. I'm a dad too. <laughs> I, I think the toughest thing is, uh, and young, I, I, I think you're pretty lucky um, to, to have found that because I think a part of the hesitancy, and this is the the vulnerability piece that um, everybody struggles with, men struggle with more. Korean men struggle with the most on the scale of things just because of all this like toxic bullshit that we were taught like you know grown men don't cry you got to tough it out you have to be the man of the house you know all these things that I I think were pretty uh, important when our grandparents and parents were being raised right like through occupation through war through all this like atrocity Um, but for us like they've worked so hard so that we don't have to have that and there wasn't ever really a switch or or an evolution um, to do that um so i I think finding and identifying other dads who think the way you do because i have a lot of dad friends in my in my network right or in my friend group but i really don't know if i would be okay or they would be okay sharing as much as we do perhaps because we know each other and know each other's families you know like so there's a lot of these uh you know fear about making oneself vulnerable um, or because we also have, um, I mean, we've all drank with each other here, at least the guys have like, so, you know, 
we have this like version of each other and the jokes that we used to make and sort of the, you know, uh, tough guy personas that we've had at one point in our lives. And so like, you know, do I, if I say this, like, is Jerry just going to make some sarcastic comment, putting me down or like, is he going to be open with it? Right. And I do like, that's something that I think we, we've all evolved with. Right. Well, I and, think and, uh, what what Young is t- talking about in terms of the mastermind platform, like um, having that safe space right. so that you bring in different um, personnel, like persona, um, than you being just friends. I think um, that really does help to be able to uh, open yourself a little bit better. Probably. Yeah, and, and so you know, one one thing I guess you know to share with the guys and to share with the audience, like um, you know, we're we're building a digital community, right? And one of the things. We're, we're building a digital community, a, a safe space for Korean American parents and um, other parenting folks to come in and, and share and just, yeah, all we want to do is create a safe space that I think I want, that Jang wants, that a lot of us want to share and, and learn parenting things. And what was really important for me in, in developing that was to create a space for dads. And, you know, we're, we're making it private so that other folks can't just jump in. And as we grow, we'll probably have to segment that group as well so that we're not having you know, a discussion board with 50 dads or 100 dads in there, because I think that we we, we need to provide a place where people feel like they can be themselves. I've, I've joined other dad groups on Facebook and other places that are not maybe specifically Korean or Asian. And like, it seems to be going okay for a little bit. And then it just becomes into this like, you know, very American machismo, flex your muscles, you know, hey man, what kind of car do you drive? And it just becomes this like, what, like, what is this, what, why, right? And obviously it, it spans the political spectrum. So when we talk about politics or guns or things like that, it just becomes weird. And, and I know that Korean men and Korean dads think differently too across the different spectrums. But um, I think what we're trying to do is to have conversations that we weren't necessarily brought up with. So I'm going I'm to ask Nathan, because, you know, you were raised not by Korean folks, and yet you are raising Korean kids. Um, I know you have a very good relationship with your father. Um, you've had a chance to meet with your biological brothers. Like, how do you process that in terms of, like, the things that you want to teach? Or, you know, how do you make that transition? You know, like, what what are the Korean, like, are there sp- specific parts of, like, Korean-American fathering or parenting that... That that's become clear to you since you've met your brothers and sisters, like, or your brother and your sisters, like, how how's that for you? Yeah, I, I definitely have a great relationship with my my uh, father, and so I use him as a role model on how to parent and uh, how to be a dad. And even though he was different in his occupation, he was always working nine to five. He never, <clears throat> you know, he never was home during the day. And and when he came home, we would always run up to him and, and things like that. And so uh, we had a different relationship with his working um, schedule, but we hung out a lot on weekends. So I, I think of that when I think of, um, you know, sometimes a father figure uh, with kids and I'm I'm very fortunate that I have had a lot more exposure with my kids being at home. So I, it's a little bit different. I'm trying to figure out again, the delicacies of that. Um, as far as the Korean side of it, uh, I, one thing I, I, being that I, I didn't know much about 
the stereotypes of a Korean American father or what kinds of things um, Asian parents do. The only thing I'd ever heard of was the word tiger mom. <laughs> and so I, I always used to think, oh, no, I don't want to be a tiger mom or a tiger dad or things like that, even though sometimes I feel when I'm yelling, I, I get close to that. But um, but I read a, a thing recently and I was like, OK, I, I like this term. I was like, it's a panda dad. So. <laughs> So the panda dad is one who's a little more cuddly, a little more loving with their kids, but is not afraid to show claws. And so, uh, so I like awesome. that. And I'm going to start using that as as my identifier because I want to be that loving dad, which I think I am. I'm the fun dad. I, I play with my kids. I throw them around. Um, but when they're bad, I yell and and I, I let them know that they're being bad. So so that's the the. the thing i'm gonna go along with i don't know if any other you know asian dads have heard of that term or use that term but oh. uh um but yeah i i really like it so i haven't but that's dope man i want to be a panda <laughs> i like it i've never heard of it but i'm gonna use that term too <laughs> and, and, and pandas are more native to asia than tigers are so i think yeah. it has a little bit of a, a cultural connection there too man that's that's awesome i'm gonna call you panda dad from now on <laughs> Panda Dad Club. <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> like, I like that. This generation, our generation's kids, I wonder what they're going to be like because like our, our dads were the tough um, Korean War uh, dads, right? Um, but now, like you said, we're the Panda Dads. We're more like loving and nurturing. And so just really interested to see how our kids are going to turn out because, you know, we're going to spend more time with them. We're going to be there, you know, we're going to, be there emotionally for them and hopefully it'll be better for us. Cause, um, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted a relationship where I could, you know, talk to my dad about everything, you know, and, you know, hug him or, you know, or just, you know, just, you know, like, cause, and I'm really excited about that part because that's, that's like an emotional like warm side that, you know, that we have not been a part of really, you know, yeah. the fear that you have young, I think, that we all have of are we doing it the right way and we're doing it the best way that we think we know. I think we always have to remember that that's the way that our parents raised us, that they weren't trying deliberately to be these overly mean, like, you know, high expectation people, like based on the world that they were raised in, like they genuinely raised us in the way that was best for us. Right. So like now we're like, that made no sense. Right. Like, you know, show a little affection, bro. Like, but that's like, they didn't have anything else to go off of. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. how, how, how more tough and more disconnected were our grandparents. Right. Like, yeah, it's insane. And so like, I think it's evolution. I think it's progress. Yeah. Um, and I I'm think it's sort of, it. I don't think we should be mad about it because that is, like you said, it's a reflection of what the times they were living in, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, but it's easy for us to be like, why don't you, you know, like, cause yeah. if, if you, um, and I think our, our our feelings have evolved too now that we're dads. But like, if you talk to a lot of twenty something year olds, there's a lot of anger and frustration about like Asian parenting styles, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like you don't understand me, and like I'm having mental health issues, and you just tell me to like toughen up and you know don't talk. Like that comes from I think not having as much empathy towards our parents of understanding what their baseline was and how far mm -hmm. they've come to come where they are, right? Like we're lucky, like we're American and we're going to raise American children for the most part. Like, yeah. we don't need a massive cultural or language education for us to do that, right? So, um, it's, I think it's a lot easier for us. And I don't know, we have information at our fingertips. That's something our parents didn't have. And we have well, stuff like this. 
I can tell you that, um, you know, um, from the studies show that the um, kids that grew up with fathers that are heavily involved in their lives um, and play with them actually um, tend to be more proactive in life and um, are more prone to become leaders, especially girls, because you do learn to be more, um, for the lack of word, like, you know, more aggressive in a way, right? So you can be more proactive and more and more independent um, because that's what the dads do. Moms are usually the cuddlers, right? <laughs> um, so that when, when the dads give, it's two different um, teaching uh, parent style that really um, sets the kids up for success. And so that in that way, I think all, what you guys all are doing, being involved in your children's lives are um, your, the best things that you're, you're going to give to your children. Um, and then from personally, I think the time that I'm um, spending and cuddly time that as Young said, um, you know, having that relationship with my child, I think it's for her, but I think the majority of it is for me because mm-hmm. it is healing time for me, not just as a busy professional who work all the time, but also it's what I didn't get from my parents at times. And um, it's it's what makes up that void for me that I'm going to be there for my child. And that makes me feel better about what I do in life. And I, um, you know, I don't expect my child to be like all grateful. I think it is me that should be grateful. Absolutely. And so for people that say that they don't want kids, they, they don't know that other side of life where you're now giving instead of taking. And so like, I think that's like what you said. It's, it is for us. It's, it's like our turn to just give back. And that's, that's just a beautiful thing, you know? So well said, well said for sure. Yeah. I like what you said. It is a little bit about both taking and receiving. Cause I, when my kids uh, crawl into bed and late in the night sometimes because they're scared or whatever, I'm like, as much as I know that they're coming into bed to be comforted by me, I, I get a little comfort that they're crawling into bed with me too. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I, I get my kids here. I don't, I don't push them out. I don't go, no, go back to your room. You know, I, I'm like, okay, sure. Here, let me give you some covers. Panda so, yeah. dad. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, this has been a really great talk. I, we should have more dads on our show. <laughs> um, Can we get your, uh, we, your, your husband on the show? I want to talk to him too. <laughs> yes, his name's Young too. So. <laughs> Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who's who's going to be harder to convince, uh, your husband or my wife. Maybe so they can be on the show together. Ooh, <laughs> spouse edition. That's right. <laughs> um, but we usually um, end our show with um, asking our guests um, if they have any final tips for our Korean-American parents who are listening to the show. So I'm going to start with Nathan. Hmm. Tips. Um, be understanding and flexible and uh, um, go with the times, go with the situation, be adaptable and uh, change it up. If your kids can't go outside, then, you know, make something inside. I've done, I've, I've bought a lot more things. I, I consider, because I when we took our kids out of school, I was like, okay, I, I, we can't do all this, like this fun educational stuff. So I spent so much money on educational things from these online stores so that we could have our own little homeschool. And so I adapted by getting toys that were educational. We have a uh, big 
sticky notes, um, like the giant sticky notes, all over the walls in our in our uh, kitchen dining room area. And it looks like a school. Uh, you know, we put up their artwork if they draw something. We'll put their artwork on the wall, so we make it look like a little school. So we adapted in the times of COVID. We adapted to what they needed, um, and uh, that's what we had to do. Same thing with schedules. You know, if my wife has a different schedule, we try to uh, uh, adjust so that one person can be here, one person can't, one person has to to do something that maybe they didn't want to do originally but we talk about it and communicate and that's really what uh, is the best for the kids and that's really ultimately what we need to do so um so we are just taking it one day at a time and uh being as understanding and flexible as possible so uh, i would say do that try to stay positive and things are going to get better thank you um i think for me, um, I, I think I could just point out to something that my wife always tells me, which is they're just kids. <laughs> so don't be too hard on them. Realize they are kids. They don't really know anything. Um, and obviously that means being patient. Um, but if they draw on the walls, don't get that angry because that's what they do, right? So um, I'm working on that myself. So it's more like a tip to me. Um, but don't get angry. They are just kids. Um, and they will learn eventually uh, if you shower them with love and, and if you're be, if you're going to be there for them. So I think I guess that's my takeaway. It's just they're just kids. It'll I'm be. glad I'm glad you're listening to your wife's wisdom. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. I'm not saying, necessarily saying I'm doing it. Right? <laughs> well, um, thank you so much, everybody, for um, joining us today um, to talk, um, share your stories. This has been really helpful. I think it's really great to hear from that side of uh, views. Um, I can imagine um, how your kids are going to be um, with all your um, dads being so Im invested. Um, and, and I think that th that's what um, Korean American parenting is, right? We just want to make sure that our kids are healthy, productive, and um, you know, happy. So again, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. And reach out, guys. Um, if, if the guys are listening, if you need help with anything, if you, I, I think what a lot of uh, moms and, and wives feel um, when I talk to my friends and, you know, hear from other folks, there's a lot of hesitancy and fear of that response. And so because of that fear, guys don't reach out. And, you know, it's like uh, my husband, I think he wants a group of guys who can talk safely about this stuff, but he doesn't know who to reach out to. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be very blunt, reach out to me and, and we'll see if we can help. Right. Like, and I don't know any better than you do. Uh, we're all trying to make it up as we go, but we're willing to have the conversation and see if we can just listen. Because I think, especially in a pandemic, look, young, you know, we joked about it, but, you know, like bars are closed. Like, you know, like general, like sports game, like we can't go watch games. Mm -hmm. Like all the things that we used to have outlets, you know, can't have poker night at home with the guys, right? Like, so how do you have that release of just, you know, feeling and we're almost at a year it's it's tough yeah um and so you know we can drink over zoom we can chat over zoom we can do a lot of stuff right and i think in, in some weird way and i know young most of the guys that are in your group are you know personal friends of yours or at least you know them um sometimes it's a safer space when you don't know the guys too well um mm -hmm. because then we're talking about the issues and not about the person so um it, it's a genuine offer um whether you're a guy a dad or a mom listening um share this if they're open to it um, please reach out. 
um, you know, through our Instagram, through whatever means. I'm happy to chat with you because we're all in this stuff together. And we are trying to raise the next generation of, you know, really happy and confident and and uh, Korean-American children who feel safe and uh, feel like they can conquer the world. And um, we're all just trying to make each other better because um, I'm glad to have these guys in my life. And, you know, we talk a lot about that stuff um, formally and informally. So um, appreciate you guys. Um, come back on the show. Um, you know, my goal is to not make it a big deal that we have Daz on the show one day. You know, we want to normalize it. Maybe we'll take Nathan and start the the, the Panda Dad podcast. And, <laughs> Our uh, own mastermind too now. Yeah, Maybe pan, that's what yeah. Pan, pan, Panda Dad mastermind. <laughs> yeah, Panda Dad mastermind, dude. We got we got a, <laughs> starting a whole new business on the show. Here we go. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys. I, I know you know it, it's tough juggling everything. It's tough juggling everything for me. But but yeah, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing this podcast. It's yeah. going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Tell your Thank friends. you so much. Leave a damn review on Apple, people. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Korean American Parenting Podcast. I want to thank our guest and for you for joining us today as we share our stories and our perspectives along our own Korean American parenting journeys. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Korean American Parenting. And be sure to check out our website, KoreanAmericanParenting.com to learn more about the podcast, about us, and about our community. Please take a moment to rate and review this episode if you are listening to us on Apple, and share this episode and this podcast with a friend or two in your life who you think would benefit from listening to us. Thanks again so much for tuning in. We wish you all the health and happiness as we go along our parenting journeys together, and we'll see you next time on the Korean American Parenting Podcast. <laughs>